weight fluctuations are normal. When you can expect them, they don't freak you out as much. Yeah, you do get freaked out. You try exercising before you get on the scale, <laughs> taking, off, taking all your clothes off, stepping on it twice to see if the number's lower the second time than the first. You do all of that. And then finally- What you are you doing out. in my bathroom, Marcella? That's exciting. <laughs> If it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I am going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Lux Lifer, welcome to episode five zero. We are at number 50, y'all. So because it's a special number, I am gifting you with a group interview with three of my private clients who have all hit their goal weight and who are all over the age of 50 right? Episode 50, all the clients are over 50. Get it? I know. It's so fun, right? Because I think it's important for you all to hear that it is possible to lose weight without dieting, of course, but it's also possible for you to lose weight without dieting when you're over the age of 50. So many women come to me like, oh, I'm postmenopausal, I'm just getting bigger and bigger every year, and I just don't feel like I can lose weight. Well, I want you to listen very closely to this interview and pick up some nuggets, pick up some different perspectives, pick up some things that you might be missing in your own life that will encourage you to be like, yeah, I can be like that. I can actually lose weight no matter what my age is, okay? So in this episode, you're going to meet Sheila, who actually has achieved her goal weight and is still losing. It's so fun. You will also hear from Marcella. She's not a newbie to the podcast. She was actually interviewed. I forget which episode that was, but it was a group interview that I did with the February boot campers because she had great success as well during the boot camp. And then you will hear again from Nicolay. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you may remember Nicolay. I did an interview with her after she lost her first 10 pounds, which was episode 25. And so now she has achieved her goal weight and she's going to share what it's been like to go from losing the first 10 without dieting to, I think she's lost about 30 or maybe more. She'll tell you in the interview and what it's like now to be at her goal weight. Okay. All of these women are amazing. They all made the commitment and the investment to work with me one-on-one. And they all agreed that my process has literally changed their lives. So you are going to get some prime information in this interview. So don't skip it. Okay. So today we talked about the biggest shift. They shared the biggest shifts that they have made from their old dieters mindset to thinking this way now with their brains being undieted, okay? They shared the thoughts they now have that stop them from overeating. 
they talked about the different ways that they manage the weight fluctuations because, you know, weight loss is never a straight downward trend, but they talked about the emotional side of managing those weight fluctuations. They shared what did they tell themselves when they wanted to quit and when did they when they wanted to give up. And in one of the funnest conversations, I thought, because I love talking about food, we talked about our favorite fun foods and ironically, how they have changed over the months after working with me. So this is a really, really fun interview. And I promise you, you will hear something that will show you where your mindset needs to shift. And you will be inspired. Be like, yes, I want to be on Jennifer's podcast because I want to hit my goal weight without dieting and stay there. Okay. So you're going to love this conversation. And if you're ready to go deeper with the Stop Dieting Forever process, you can absolutely 100% go to my website, jenniferdent.com, and schedule a free consult with me to discuss your next steps. All right? Enjoy the interview today, and I will see you in the next episode. All right. I'm so excited to have some of my favorite clients here to talk about how they achieve their goal weight, what they're doing now to stay at their goal weight, the struggles that they went through, the changes they went through, the breakthroughs they experienced. Who else you want to hear this information from, but from someone who actually has done it? Uh, We'll just go around and introduce yourselves first. We've got Nicolay and Sheila and Marcella. So Nicolay, do you want to Introduce yourself. You've been on the podcast before after right. you lost your first 10 pounds. Right. So tell everyone where you are now. Hi, I'm Nicole. Um, when I first came on, I'd lost my first 10, which means I was at about 162, I think, if I remember correctly. My goal weight was 130. As of this morning, I am 128.6. You have bypassed your goal. Yep, (laughs) absolutely. Yes, you just decided to keep on losing. Well, I'm at a place now where I'm kind of watching. Like, I'm not making any crazy changes. I'm not playing around yet. What I'm playing around with is getting comfortable with the number, not freaking out about being in my goal weight range, Mm -hmm. and just seeing what my body does as I continue. That's what I'm spending the rest of like. The next few weeks, maybe into May, just getting used to where I am. And then I make a decision. Yeah. Okay, good. We're going to talk about that, right? What happens after you achieve your goal and what does life look like? Okay, Mm -hmm. Sheila, do you want to introduce yourself? You're new to the podcast. Okay. My name is Sheila McNary and I started uh, with Jennifer a week before Thanksgiving and I was 184 pounds. My goal weight was 170, and now I am 163. Wait a second. Your goal was 170, and now you're 163. Did y'all hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Another client, ladies, bypassed the goal weight. Like, I achieved my goal. I'm just going to keep going. So we're going to talk about how you guys made that decision. Marcella. So, You're not new to the podcast. Welcome back. Happy to have you back. Thank you. Well, I'm happy to be here. And I, I love the new haircut. Thank <laughs> you. Had to cut it off to go with my weight. 
<laughs> I feel lighter altogether now, you know. Awesome. Um, I started with Jennifer the end of December, middle end of December, and I was at 165 pounds. And my goal weight was at that point 100 and I think it was 155. And I changed it to 150. I have gone down as low as 148. And I'm now at 150 as of this morning. So I am learning how to live in my goal weight and trying to decide what the ideal weight is for me, which will be less than 150 so that I can fluctuate up and down comfortably, similar to what Sheila did. She decided Mm -hmm. to keep going. I'm just going to get back down to that 148. (laughs) Right now, I changed my vision statement after going to one of the classes with Nicolay and I revised my vision statement to reflect who I am and want to be at my goal weight because I had to reconcile who I was in the past with who I am now. And so that new vision is guiding me and my new goal is 147. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Now, I just want to share really quickly everyone's age, right? We're not age embarrassed here, right? Um, No, not at all. Nicolay, you're 50. I turned 51 next week, Saturday, by the way. Not this coming Saturday, the next one. Yes. Okay, good. Happy birthday in advance. Yeah. (laughs) And Marcella, you're? 64, be 65 in June. Yes. All you summer babies. Yes. <laughs> and Sheila, you are? 67. No way. No way. Yeah. Doesn't she look amazing? She looks yeah. amazing. Everybody you, looks amazing. Everybody looks amazing. <laughs> oh. All right. So let's talk about the weight fluctuations, right? Because you all mentioned the weight fluctuations. Mm-hmm. So when you're losing weight, it's not a downward trend every single day, even though we would like it to look like that. It doesn't. Realistically, it does not. And I find that a lot of women that I coach, a lot of women, especially in the boot camp, they get very frustrated when they see a loss and then the next day they see a gain. Mm-hmm. And they perceive that as a problem. How did you all manage your thoughts about weight fluctuations? You, you know, for me, it took a while for me to get used to my weight going up and then going down on a weekly basis. But once I learned and looked at the data on a regular basis and learned how my body functions, it really does function in a way that. I go up and down. I hit a real low, which is, let's say this week, it'd be 148. I hit a real low. It goes up. And then the following week, I'll stay at that low. So I know now that those weight fluctuations really do depict a story of how my body works and how I lose weight. And I'm used to it now. That's not to say that you still don't feel... Not not a little anxious, but you get concerned mm-hmm. about your weight going up rapidly or in a direction that you don't want it to go. And you still sort of have that feeling. But you know what? You don't even think about it because you know how to lose weight. You just keep going. You know what you have to do. Um, you have to adjust your mind and you just get used to it as a part of life, really. Mm-hmm. 
Right. You it's, get curious. It's data. It's just data. Right. You get curious. Right. Mm-hmm. But in right. the beginning. <laughs> it was difficult. It was. It is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's why talk- I did. I think it's podcast episode 49. Don't be scared of the scale because weight fluctuations are normal. When you can mm-hmm. expect them, they don't freak you out as much. Yeah. You do get freaked out. You try exercising before you get on the scale, <laughs> taking, all, taking all your clothes off, um, <laughs> trying to trick the scale, you know, yeah. stepping on it twice to see if the number's lower the second time than the first, you do all of that. And then finally- What you are you doing out. in my bathroom, Marcella? That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened to you, Nicolay? I- oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, the weight fluctuation was crazy because in my mind, that's not how it's supposed to work. You know, I have a coach now. Right. right. And I'm learning all the things. So it's just it's just supposed to trend downward steadily. And it's one thing to hear that weight fluctuations are normal. It's another thing to be so invested in the process yourself and so anxious to see the numbers go down and to get on that darn scale yeah. <laughs> and see the numbers. Sometimes they inch up, sometimes they jump up like after a fun meal or Maybe you didn't drink enough water that day or something, right? So it took me a minute. Like, I'm much better at handling the fluctuations now. I still have to coach myself a little bit if it goes up to remind myself that it's normal and it's okay and to accept. That's my latest word now, acceptance. But it really is a part of the journey. And it's between something that I was thinking the day before that drove the way I ate or something in the way my body's functioning the day before or some combination and it's normal and it's fine. Remember yeah. Nicolay coaching you to coach yourself before you got on the scale. Yes. I do remember spend those a week. I absolutely do. There was a week when, because normally I roll out of bed and pick up my phone and head to the bathroom and get on the scale. And for after you coached me on the numbers, because I was really distressed, I spent a week. When I would get up out of bed, I would self-coach first. I would do a thought download and do a model, like an Mm -hmm. unintentional model and then an intentional model to make sure that when I get on the scale, I would see it as a number. I remember self-coaching around the number on the scale is my weight. It's not my worth. And Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time. Mm -hmm thinking about that. That's now part of my vision statement some days. That's that a good I'm, one. I maintain yeah. my weight with a managed mind, with food freedom and knowing that it's a number and not my worth. Yeah. That your weight is, what did you say? What's My word? weight is not my worth. Your weight is not your worth. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Sheila, how did you deal with the weight fluctuations? Weighing myself daily is totally foreign to me until I joined you and when the weight fluctuated I contributed to the food that I ate the day before and what it did for me is made me reset recalibrate or mm-hmm. or make things different for the next day you know what to be fun, honest so I could tell I knew I was saying I know I'm going to be up a pound or whatever because of the way I ate today. I know I Yeah. And sure enough, I would be. So what it did for me is, weighing is really key for me. Every morning I do that, and 
it just keeps me um, in tune with my body and what foods affect me, how, you know, how it affects my weight. And to reset if I need to do that. And thanks to the no dieting, you know, I'm eating the food that I like. And I'm eating when I'm hungry, so it works. And before, I've always thought that if I eat that, I'm going to gain weight. But it's not true. It, it depends on the amount and, you know, the other things that you eat. So. You get really good with knowing how your body reacts to food. When you're able to look at the scale, look at the number every single day, look at it with a curious mind, look at your results, do all the analysis of the data, like, you know, if you eat Ethiopian food, right, Sheila, that's your thing. If you go to your favorite Ethiopian restaurant, the next day, you're going to see a gain. But you're making that decision from a clean mind. Like you already know, like I'm choosing to have this meal and I'm okay with a weight fluctuation. What I'm doing is I'm planning on what I'm eating. You know, Mm -hmm. like plans, which is key as well. And I remember I used to drink the two drinks of what the two margaritas and to be honest with you, one is fine. These are the things you learn about yourself when you start paying attention. Whereas old you, two margaritas was like no problem. Now you're like, I'm good with one, right? One and, um, and it's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. So here's a question because I always talk about undieting of the brain. Right. A lot of y'all come to me with a dieter's mindset. I had a dieter's mindset. The only way that I thought I could lose weight was to be on a diet. And so for those of us who have been on many diets, we kind of have ingrained thoughts and beliefs about certain things. So what is like the biggest shift that you remember or you can recall of your dieter's mindset? If you think about like those things that you thought you had to do to lose weight, what do you think was the biggest shift for you? I I know I talked about it the last time I was on, but the thing I thought I had to do was to be very focused on what I ate and how much I ate. And the biggest shift for me was to monitor my thoughts. What was I thinking? What was I feeling? And that just changed everything for me mm-hmm. because now it was not about restriction of food or the amount of food. It was not about a bunch of rules and I can't have this in the house. You know, I can't have chips and I can't have that in the house, this or that in the house. It's more about managing my mind, managing my emotions and learning not to use food a substitute for feeling better about myself, about my life, about my current circumstances. And that was the biggest shift. I think the whole thing with dieting is that it allows you to avoid the issues that Mm -hmm. result in us overeating. And certainly that was the case for me. Yeah, that is so true, right? Because you're like, I don't have to pay attention to how I'm really feeling. All I need to do is follow this plan, eat four ounces of chicken and half a cup of broccoli, and I can have a square of chocolate, and Mm -hmm. I have to be finished by eight o'clock, 
and I should lose weight. But as soon as the emotions bubble up and you end up overeating or eating off plan, then you make yourself feel guilty. Yeah. And then you don't know how to it. solve that problem. You don't know how to not overeat. You don't know how to how to not give in to the binge because you haven't been focusing on how to manage your thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Which is why I love my process. Stop yes. dieting forever process because we start with the mindset first. Yes. The weight loss results right. will come. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you all, Marcella or Sheila? What is the biggest dieter's mindset? For me, it was also everything that Nicolette said because thinking about what you're eating and why you're eating it and what your emotions are, getting in touch with my emotions of how I was feeling because I found out there was a direct correlation between how I was feeling, if I wasn't feeling well, if something was going on in my life, um, in my relationship with people in my life drove me to eat. So mm. now the biggest shift for me was that I was able to eat all different kinds of foods. I could eat whatever I wanted to eat, knowing what the consequences are either way, either I'd lose or I wouldn't lose, but it just was a sense of freedom to not have to think about what I was eating. Now, I also, another shift for me was to eat based on feeling hungry mm -hmm. and working with the hunger scale because it makes you in tune with how you feel, what you're thinking, and then you say, okay, I want something to eat. Those were the biggest shifts for me. The biggest, you know, the biggest shifts for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sheila, I know you got real in tune with the hunger scale too. Yeah. And you, I mean, you took to that really, really well. Yeah, that's really key to my weight loss is the hunger scale as well. And not to have eating as a hobby. Mm -hmm. Because I think everything that I was doing was, you know, with me looking forward to coming home to eat, even if I wasn't hungry. If that was the way I wanted to end my day, with over food. And now I've picked up other things that I like doing instead mm. of, you know, that I look forward to doing other than eating. And I eat when I'm hungry. The hunger scale is key to, to my weight loss. Uh, just eating when I'm hungry and and I do, I remember going out to brunch and I was scared to go. I asked the person in that, this, she's part of the program, Nisha. I told her, I said, I'm really, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going out with my girlfriends. I hadn't been out with them for a while. And I was scared I was going to really go off, you know, and <laughs> gain five pounds. <laughs> and uh, she said, you know, you're going to be fine. You'll see, you'll see. And she said, just think about what you're going to eat. and to be honest with you, that brunch, I didn't gain a pound. The next day, the scale was the same. And I thought, my God, I could eat at my favorite <laughs> restaurant and I haven't gained five. <laughs> so what do you think was different? Was it because you just didn't eat as much? You still I ate what you wanted, but you just didn't I eat as much. I ate what I wanted to eat and I just ate, you know, I didn't overeat. I ate till I was full. You know, I knew what I was going to eat. I planned it. I thought about it. I looked at the menu and I thought, oh, I'm going to eat this, this and that. And instead of me eating the whole bowl of chips, I ate a few of them, you know, which mm -hmm. was satisfying. Everything I had was fine. It was a very satisfying meal, but I didn't overeat. I actually had a thought before I started eating. I had a plan. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. What was your thought before you started eating? My thought was, I said, I'm going to eat. This is the food I like. And I'm not going to overeat it. I'm going to eat this amount. It was about the amount. So I'm going to eat this, this and that. And I'm going to eat until I'm satisfied, until I'm, you know, I'm not going to overeat. That mm-hmm. was my thought. Mm-hmm. Intentional eating is so key. Because whenever you're intentional, when I say intentional eating is like she'll had, she had a thought before she sat down to eat that she was only going to eat so much. She was going to pay attention to her hunger signal and stop when she was full. Normally in the past, you were worried because you're going out with your girlfriends, you're going to your favorite restaurant. And at that time, you were probably eating emotionally, right? We, we eat. When we celebrate, we eat when we're mad, we eat when we sad, we're sad. And so, especially coming out of the pandemic, it's like, oh, I got a chance to see my friends. We're going to do what we, what we normally do. And you make those emotional choices because you're happy and you end up overeating. Thinking intentionally ahead of time what you're going to eat and then committing to it is so huge, especially when it comes to eating out and planning ahead. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, so I know none of you all wanted to quit, right? (laughs) But just say you did want to quit at any point in time. What did you tell yourself to keep going? Trust the process. (laughs) (laughs) We're in my head all the time. (laughs) I thought about what Jennifer said, and I thought, well, I'm not going to quit because it is working. Right. Mm. Trust the process. It right. is working. Yeah, all really good thoughts. And, and you, mm-hmm, go ahead, Marcella. For me, I was so intrigued with everything new that I was learning about my body, mm-hmm. about how it functioned, about intermittent fasting, about the nutrition piece for me, because I went to a nutritionist before starting this process and was learning about my body and what I should eat. So I just integrated all of those things into this plan. And it was just intriguing for me just to learn all of the different things about the hunger scan, you know, the different um, hormones that you have and the ones that were most, the three that were most impactful to you losing weight. To be honest, it was a struggle to, to learn all the concepts and to integrate them mm-hmm. and to apply them. But I don't think I had a moment where I said I wanted to quit because of all of the things that I was learning and it was very, very exciting. And then the scale started going down. So that was a reward. Mm -hmm. So you trusted the process. But yeah, it is a complete, and I tell everybody, it's a completely different way to lose weight. When you're used to following a plan, a diet plan, you Mm -hmm. don't question how it works. You don't question the nutrition side of it. You don't question anything about it. You just follow the plan. Sheila, I always use your example of the fat flush. (laughs) Can you tell us about the fat flush, please? (laughs) I did it a lot, but the older you get, you know, I became undisciplined, I think. I was thinking, I don't feel like being so deprived. That was what you talked about on our console. You were like, I was getting ready to do the fat flush one more time. You're like, let me call this Jennifer person. (laughs) Because you do, it's a smoothie. You do, um, smoothie maybe two meals like morning you know maybe breakfast and lunch and then for dinner you can do a protein and a vegetable Mm. and you could do that for really you can do i used to do it for two weeks wow a little bit of deprivation there huh 
a lot of deprivation. (laughs) (laughs) And you lost a lot of weight doing that? Not like I'd have with this, no dieting. Yeah. Really didn't, because I think your body probably would hold on to things more. And I don't know, but I I probably lost about maybe eight pounds after all of that. Maybe eight Mm. pounds to ten. Right. And now how much have you lost, Sheila, in total? About 21 pounds. 21 pounds without dieting. Without dieting. Or fat flushing. Huh? Yeah, that's wonderful. Or without dieting or fat flushing. Right. <laughs> fat flush be damned. <laughs> I have to write them a letter. Please send them my way. I'd love to talk to whoever created the fat flush. Right. But that's that, amazing. Jennifer, I'm looking mm-hmm. I'm looking at the beginning of my journey with you. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the last week of August into the first week of September, where my weight just kind of hovered around the same three numbers going in a circle. And in my journal, in the, in the planner, I wrote, my body just wants to hold on to weight. It's like I can't deviate at all. I have to do all kinds of unnatural acts. <laughs> and I was <laughs> and and then I ended that with this is too hard. But then by the time I got to doing an intentional, a helpful model, the thought I decided to hold on to was I'm in this for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And and so where I would track my daily weight. And where those numbers were just going around in the circle and I didn't make any notes at all. After I started dropping again, I wrote down, if I had given up here, then the weight loss the following week would not have happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like every quarter, because we set quarterly goals, every quarter have at least one season, one week at least, where you're either going up or you're in a holding pattern. And it's like, what the heck? But there's always a lesson. There's always something about me that I've learned in that time. And so after that first time, I learned, no, like even when you think about quitting, just remember that you're in this for the long haul. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. matter. It's a journey, right? It, it is. is a journey. It's not like you hit that goal and then boom, you're done. All right. right. <laughs> Like, nope, now we got to, we just have a different set of thoughts to manage, right? A different, a different set of thoughts and a different set of beliefs to manage. And we just learn how to live is what Marcella was talking about, how to live at a lower Mm -hmm. weight, same process, but this is good. How you learn, right? Because this is how the way that you're losing weight is how you're going to keep it off. Yep. Period. Right. This whole process is how Mm -hmm. you're going to keep it off. So thinking about Nicolay, like those weeks where you were stuck, right? I think Mm -hmm. we've all had those weeks where we didn't see a big movement and you could have been frustrated. You could have been, or maybe you were, I don't know, but how did, how did you guys feel like coaching helped you through those sticky spots, the sticky points? Perspective. Like being able to be coached even before you get to coach yourself. Like there are those days when you can coach yourself and there are those days when you just need a gentle hook (laughs) from an outside perspective, from an outside brain looking on your brain. 
And I think that's how the coaching helped me because there's so many times that I would come into my coaching call with you and you would say something really simple and I'd be like, oh, Oh, I missed that face. <laughs> that was always like your aha face. Like yeah, you would just yeah. sit for quiet for a minute and you would look up in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. And the one that I remember, because it was the turning point of everything for me, was me saying to you, you know, I had gained weight, so I'm going to tweak my food. And you said, Nicole, why are you going to tweak your food? Why don't you tweak your brain? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And you're like, why don't you tweak your brain? It's your thoughts. And you had always been saying it's my thoughts. And I thought I understood that, but clearly I hadn't. Yeah. And just hearing it from an outside voice, from your voice again, made all the difference. Coaching helps me to get out of my own brain when I'm too invested, when I'm too kind of stuck in a rut. Just hearing it from the outside gets me out of that rut for even 15 seconds to look at my issue differently mm-hmm. and to make different decisions. I like to say it's like shining a flashlight on your brain. That's, yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the coaching with you with me is I'm in the mindset of dieting I was before I started with you and, mm-hmm. and eating when I wasn't hungry, like eating that Pop that lethal popcorn that my husband pops every night, mm-hmm. <laughs> and thinking I had to partake in it. Like, oh yes, you know, and just knowing that you know I'm not hungry. I was even doing the intermittent fasting. Didn't lose a pound because I was doing it all wrong. And after working with you, I said, oh, that's I've been doing it all wrong. I thought I had that eight hours to eat the whole eight hours. <laughs> Right. Just eat for eight hours straight. That's great. <laughs> oh, and, and then talking to you with the coaching session, the private session, there's other things that's really in you, that's in your mind and in your life that's making you want to soothe yourself with food. And that's what I found out of working with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I always say the excess weight that you're carrying is just an outward manifestation of all the things that are not going right in your life. The unbalance that's happening. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's always a reason why we're overeating. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, where life coaching comes in, like, to be super helpful is to see what's happening in your world that is causing you to overeat. I think people would be amazed that in... Six months of weekly private coaching, we hardly ever talked about food. Mm. <laughs> this exactly. Is exactly. You talking more about the implications of you gaining weight I and mean, why you're gaining weight, right? Yeah. And yeah. things that are going on in your life more than anything else. I think what coaching did for me was, in terms of the process, it helped me to it just reinforced all of the concepts in the process, okay, how to think about losing weight. But more importantly, more importantly, it helped me to put a name on my emotions and my feelings mm-hmm. more than anything else, more than anything else, because 
I'm an emotional eater. I knew that before I started coaching. And I knew that that was one of the things that I wanted to tackle is, you know, stop gaining weight because I'm an emotional eater. But what the coaching did was Jennifer makes you push. She pushes you to think about what happened, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and then ties that to your food and your eating habits. And that for me was the biggest aha. Like this morning when I looked at, okay, so a couple of days ago, you were 148. Now you're 150. What happened this week? I'm feeling like things are out of control, getting the landscaping done and the guy showing up without telling you he's coming and, you know, other things feeling like I'm out of control. So therefore I started eating out of control. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, but I had to sit down. I had to pull out the emotions list. I had to take the time this morning, got up six o'clock this morning and I spent half hour, 40 minutes on me, my thoughts, what I was eating and what I was doing to the point where this afternoon I was like, you're not eating any junk. What you're going to do is you tired and you think you want something to eat, but you need to lay down. (laughs) Go take a nap. Lay down and rest. And I did that. And that whole feeling of wanting to get some ice cream or to get something to eat just passed. And I'm like, okay, you're in control now. Your mind is in control and Mm -hmm. you will be in control of your food. So that that awareness is so powerful. Yes, it is. It is. And it's so freeing too. It's it's like I remember feeling in all my life, like I was tied the food, like I didn't know exactly. how to stop. I remember nights when I was a teenager and a young adult, like binging mm-hmm. at night and eating in secret and just like being ashamed, but yet feeling so out of control. And like that hadn't happened to me before, but it was just like always scared that I didn't know how to control my eating. And now it's not just being able to control, but knowing as Sheila keeps saying, oh, I'm not hungry. Like I'm not restricting myself from eating. I just don't want to eat because I'm not hungry Mm -hmm. and I'm no longer confusing anxiety or excitement or boredom or whatever with hunger. Hunger is hunger Mm -hmm. and boredom is boredom. Mm -hmm. And we don't use food to solve boredom. Like that is such freedom for me. Yeah. That awareness is just amazing because I have been in, places or points in my life where I have like been mid bite eating thinking like, Oh, this is definitely an emotional eat. So that awareness is right there is like, Oh, I get to stop. Like I don't have to continue eating or I could continue eating and then understand that this is the reason why I have gained weight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But either way, if you don't have that awareness, you don't know, like, how did I gain 40 pounds? Like, how did this happen? And then you get really frustrated, like, I don't I don't know how to lose the weight because you are not aware of the reasons why you're eating. Oh, good. I'm glad you brought that up, Marcella. Speaking of fun food and eating, what are your fun foods? What do you guys like to eat? We know Sheila likes the margaritas and the Ethiopian food. Ice cream. <laughs> I scream for ice cream. What's your favorite brand of ice cream, Marcella? Salted caramel. Ooh. From who? Who makes the best salted caramel? Well, you know, Bread and Bex has this brand of salted caramel that I like. It is so good. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. That's in Philly, y'all, in Chestnut Hill. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know okay, about Brady? So we, yes. need, we need another. <laughs> we need another journey it's to Philly. Good. Yes, come to Philly. I have all the spots for you. Yeah, I tried yeah. gelato, but it's not like ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Lake's salted caramel too. So I feel like we have tried every brand of salted caramel. Oh my goodness. Which brand does he like? Well, we haven't tried bread and bicks. So maybe we're, gonna, maybe we're gonna try that. He likes Jenny's. Okay. Yeah. Jenny's. I have to find they're that. based out of Ohio. Okay. But we get it in Whole Foods. Whole Foods. I've also ordered it online and had it delivered to the house. <laughs> oh, I've never had Whole Foods Jenny's ice cream. It's really good though. Okay. Side note. <laughs> I'm going to go to Bread and Becks. <laughs> Nicolay, what's your favorite fun food? It depends on the week. And that's where I allow my emotional eating to, you know, it's like, what do I want to spread on this week? So last week I was in a hankering for sandwiches because normally I don't have sandwiches. So my fun meal was a sandwich I made with Three, not two, but three slices of Ezekiel bread that I toasted really crisp, right? So Ezekiel toast with, I love goat's cheese. So with goat's cheese and some leftover Jamaican roast, that jerk pork. (laughs) And, And my dark leafy greens and stuff. And with a side of Jamaican banana chips. Okay. Nice yeah. and crunchy, a little salty. Yes. Love my chips. Love my chips. So that was, you know, so from, it depends. Like some weeks, like for my birthday, I want to go out for pizza. Mm. And I love like local pizza, not your big store, big mm-hmm. chain pizza, right? So it really depends on the week. Sometimes it's fried chicken. Mm. Yeah. I become a, a food snob, right? If I'm going to eat a burger, it's not coming from McDonald's, right? Right. It right. needs to be like grass-fed beef. It needs to be char-grilled. It needs to be on a buttered brioche bun. Like it needs to be a twenty-dollar burger <laughs> to enjoy. Bruno's makes a good burger. Who? Bruno's in Chestnut Hill. Oh, I haven't been there either. Marcella knows all the spots. <laughs> I wasn't eating a lot of meat before I went on this weight loss journey. But what I found was that the protein helped me to lose the weight in my body. Uh, for oh, it. So okay. I'm eating it regularly. Oh, good. See, another thing that you have learned mm-hmm. about yourself, learned about, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, Marcella, how many grams of protein are you eating a day? Mm-mm. Right. You determine that through creating your eating plan, mm-hmm. following your eating plan, tracking your results and figuring mm-hmm. out what works best for you. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Sheila, What's do you your- have any new fun foods? Are you still about all about the Ethiopian food? I do have a fun food, and, and it is a vegan pizza. Mm. Vegan pizza? Uh, okay. It's a nice slice. It has vegan, because I don't, I try to stay away from dairy. And mm-hmm. also, this is from Whole Foods. And also, I like the vegan calzone. The oh. vegan calzone. Is it the same company that makes the pizza and the calzone? You know what? They make this, the people prepare this themselves at, at Whole Foods. Oh, freshly oh. prepared. Nice. Even better. Any, any particular Whole Foods you like to go to? I live in Chicago. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I don't think you do, but it's on Huron. I've just been there for okay. 
is one of the first ones here, and I still go to the same store. Okay. And they have a good chef there, and I love the calzone. And I don't eat a lot of carbs. I never have, but mm-hmm. that's a delight that I get. Sometimes I go to the to the uh, to Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. I'll have that. That'll be my first meal, that calzone with a salad. That's lovely. I love that. <laughs> Freshly prepared calzone from your favorite chef at the Whole Foods. That that sounds amazing. (laughs) That's a far cry from Harold's fried chicken, right, Sheila? Oh, God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. He's like, because he's even eating the calzone. He's probably thinking, boy, I don't even get Harold's anymore. Stop eating Harold's when uh, the pandemic, you know, a year or so ago. And plus, I had stopped because for some reason it was sticking my. I was like, I, I don't feel good after I eat it. It's sticking in my chest. It's too much. Yeah, that's one of the the concepts we talk about in the boot camp, right? Is appetite correction after you yes. begin to lose weight, after you're eating more real food versus fake foods. Yeah, your palate changes. Your body doesn't react the same that it used to when you used to like eat all the fast food and the fried food and the junk food. And so you just want higher quality food. And there's nothing Your capacity changes too. Your like, capacity changes as well. Like I will, you know, whether it's a fun eat or an energy eat, I share out my food and I can't eat it all. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm so sad, but I can't mm-hmm. eat all of this. I used to eat this whole, you know, the whole entree that I would get from my favorite restaurant from Tira Grill. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm eating half of it. And it's in the refrigerator. Normally I would have said, well, I'm going to eat that tomorrow. I, I had to throw it away today because it's been sitting in there. Because you didn't even eat it. Yeah. 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 Different mindset, right? Yeah. Different mindset. Yeah. This is the mm-hmm. mindset of the person at your, at your goal weight. Yes. Right. So let's in the last like minute or so, I know we wanted to talk about kind of like the maintenance aspect. I don't even like to use the word maintenance because it's just your life, right? You're just living your life. Mm-hmm. You just happen to be living it at a different weight than you were, you know, six months ago. Mm-hmm. So how has that transition been for you all? I think for me, what has made it like I'm three weeks in it. So, but it feels comfortable because of all that consistent visioning work that's a part of your process, Jenny. So I became like from the very beginning, I was living in the future. I was living in the body and mind of the woman who's at her goal weight. So now that I'm actually at my goal weight, I'm not freaking out. I'm just exploring my territory. And I think I'm continuing my vision work has been important. Like I haven't stopped journaling. I haven't stopped weighing every day. I'm continuing with that work to stay in touch with, with me and what I want. And that has been my motivation. So no, I don't have the motivation of getting to a particular weight and I'm not motivated by fear of gaining weight. I'm just enjoying who I am because I've gotten used to enjoying who I am from the very beginning of the journey. Yes. That was today's training topic for the boot camp. It's like loving the journey while you're on it, even if you don't yes. know how to. Right. Like that thing. is such a game changer. It's a real thing. It's not just what life coaching people say. It's like... <laughs> 
It's a, it's a truth. Right. When you really is when you do that work every day, like every day I open my my journal and I look at and I sometimes I read it aloud. Sometimes I just sit in that vision for a minute or two to say, I live at my goal weight. I maintain it with a managed mind and with food freedom and with self-compassion and just living in that and feeling those feelings and thinking those thoughts ahead of time. Game changer. Hashtag mm-hmm. game changer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. What about mm-hmm. you, Marcella? I'm, I'm two weeks into meeting my goal weight, and it was a real challenge for me because I had to make a mental and physical, I guess, adjustment. It was mm-hmm. more like an alignment for me. I'm like, whoa, I'm here. And what am I supposed to do? It was more <laughs> of that than anything else. And because I hadn't redrafted my vision statement, and then I did it and didn't look at it until after um, we had the conversation with Nicolay. And I said, oh, when I did go look at my vision statement, so I hadn't looked at my new one and it felt like the future was now. So I had a little, I had a little discord going on, mm-hmm. you know, within myself. It was like, you got to shift gears. Yeah, you have to shift yeah. gears. And the question is, what do I do? And I decided that, okay, I needed to focus and decide what I wanted to do. And I just played around with my weight and decided that, okay, I don't feel good being so close to my goal weight, right? Because if I go on vacation, if I decide that I want to gain a few pounds, I'm not going to want to go over that goal weight. So I decided I wanted to go lower than that. Give Uh, yourself some wiggle room, which is what I recommend, right? You should have your your baseline, Mm -hmm. your average weight is your baseline. Mm -hmm. And then when you're in maintenance mode, I'm using air quotes, you expect that you're going to fluctuate two pounds up, two pounds down. Mm -hmm. But you decide what that base is going to be. Right. So where I am now is I'm working on getting that base down so that I never go above 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's Good. what I'm working on now. Good. Yeah. The, the process is the, the same, right? The biggest, I guess the biggest thing is, is for me getting to the goal weight. And I don't know if you all felt the same way is others perceptions of you. And I don't know what I expected or didn't expect, you know, from other people who saw me and were like, oh my gosh, oh, you lost a lot of weight or accolades. It was different for me. The different, just the different responses that I got from people is something else that I had to mm-hmm. think about as well. Mm-hmm. You probably still yeah. have to think about that too. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I don't worry about what their comments are, but you do get comments from people that you do have to you know, think raise an eyebrow at like, mm-hmm. but just remember whatever they say is a yeah, circumstance. It's <laughs> right, a new, exactly. it's a neutral circumstance. You can't, it's there. It's people right, think exactly. of what they say. It's their paradigm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Good. Sheila, what about you? I know you're like, not say you're playing around with your goal, but you're just like, you just kept going. <laughs> no, no, I'm still going to keep going because I thought the same thing as you, Marcella, about not being at, you know, 170, just staying there, you know, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be 171 down, you know, and I thought, no, I'm just going to continue to do 
you know, what I'm doing and see what happens. So, and that's what's going on with me. And the whole process works. I'm not frightened about, you know, going over the goal because to be honest with you, I said it was 170. I don't know what is my goal right now. I'm just seeing what, where this whole process will take yeah. me. I just mm-hmm. look at that, you know, the where I'm at now. I love the way, the way I feel about food and because I had a, an issue with eating, with food. You know, with my, you know, I watched my mom, you know, she, she was 270 pounds when she passed away at 58. Wow. So that's always been in my head, you know, about food and, and just, if I would eat a piece of bread, I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really be big, you know, and I'm thinking anything I ate was gonna make me really, you know, get to that weight or whatever. So, me being comfortable with eating and not being worried, which I'm not, is just huge for me. And you reestablish your trust with food, which yeah, is, is I, which is really big. Yeah, yeah, that's good. This is the journey, y'all. This is the journey, right? You started at the higher weight, you lost the weight, and now you're continuing to learn as you learn how to live life at this weight now. So this is the fun part. It is all fun. All it fun. is. It it is. All right. Well, thank you all for your time today. I think this conversation has been interesting and inspiring and enlightening. And I know that somebody out there in podcast land is going to get learn something from it and be truly inspired by you all. It's such a pleasure to be here, Jenny. Thank, thank you. you so thank you. much. It is a pleasure. It's a pleasure meeting you, Sheila. Oh, it's a pleasure meeting you. It's been a pleasure meeting you, ladies. <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> I, I love I love that my client community is like we all have something in common, even though yeah. we're all different parts of the of the country and some of we us have, in the world. We yeah. have to we have to do a conference one day, like in a when the world opens up. Oh yeah, trust me. I already That's, yes, live events are on, on the list for sure. That's somewhere. a great idea. Retreat right. at the beach. Yes. No, yes. Yeah, An island. I <laughs> look forward to that. Yes. Congratulations, ladies. Yeah, congratulations to you all. Getting to your forever weight. And thank you. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for all that you poured in. In your work out in the world. Um, So we can all lose our weight and go out in our swimsuits and look fabulous. Yeah. (laughs) And inspire others, right? Inspire others. Let your light shine so that others may see it. Yes. Right. right. And tell somebody else that they can lose weight without dieting. Yes, they can. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you guys. I'll see you all in all the places. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? 
Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever.